This is the Fourth Part Podcast, a podcast made by Freemasons to be enjoyed by all. The opinions of the hosts and the guests are their own and do not reflect any Grand Lodge stance or opinion. And now here are your hosts, the grumpiest past master and the OG Danielson. So what what makes the perfect villain? Because we talk of masonry. There are villains in the story, in the allegory, if you will. So, man. All right. You could tie it into that. So welcome everybody back to the fourth part podcast. Wagwan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm your host, uh, the grumpiest past master. And here is my co-host. The OG Danielson. So who makes a good villain? Mm-mm. What makes a good villain? Can I finish it? Yeah. A good victim. Mm. A victim like how, though? So, again, a villain. A good victim is somebody, in, in at least Masonic allegory, right? You make good men better. So, ultimately, anybody coming to the fraternity, you already have that, like, kind of concept already like in the bag. All right, this is a good man because we really don't attract too much trash. <clears throat> so getting into a good a good victim would be Hiram, would it not? You need so you need a um you need a a protagonist. Right. To then cuz does does the Joker exist without Batman? No. And you know, I think Avengers said it. Um, it was it was in the the Avengers. Like we we didn't start happy, having all these problems until you guys showed up, <laughs> because power begets power. Right. There's something to then take. Right. So then the people rise up to then take it. So that knowledge that said brother had, which was kind of pursued by the ruffians. Is it power or is it knowledge? Because knowledge, I mean, knowledge is power. But like, I mean, it's knowledge. Uh, The human condition is is that a person, people want what other people have, whether it's something tangible or not tangible. Without the work. Right. So without without having to put the effort in. Minimum effort, maximum reward. At masonry... Masonry is kind of interesting in that aspect in that, that there's only a little bit given to you. Like the lion's share of what you get out of masonry mm-hmm. is what you create. What you put into it is what you get out. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it's the same as old as time in masonry. You know, you go into a lodge and it's like going into a gym and looking at all the workout equipment and saying, where's my muscles? <laughs> you got to use the equipment. In yeah. masonry, you got to use the members. You got to have those conversations. You see a brother sitting off to the side, make an effort to kind of, you know, sit down and have a conversation. That's why, you know, when you do the table lodge, that's a genius setup where we it's kind of tavern style with the long tables. So I think one of the biggest me- mistakes we make is having the round tables where you have six chairs at each table. It's so separate. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had tavern style where... You had even the ketchup was situated in, in a strategic way where you would have to say, hey, can you pass me the ketchup? And then the guy would give you some smart ass from, oh, you like ketchup? You know, something to the effect. But it was bonding in essence. Right. It drives a conversation. Absolutely. 
you know, it, it, it generates that conversation that maybe an icebreaker, call it. Yeah. You know, it's... Because I'm in And need. that's kind of like what, <laughs> like, it's kind of what we do on the regular. And it's, we generate these icebreakers in thought. You may have, like, you may hear something that you've never thought of thinking of. And Masonry goes, shines a spotlight on it and goes, yeah. hey, look at this. Check have you out. ever thought about this? You may have, you may haven't, but this is something worth. <laughs> this is something worth looking at. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't give you the full, it doesn't give you the answer. Right. It gives you the roadmap Sorry, to me. a answer. Not the answer. Well, this is saying that there is something of value here. Mm -hmm. Take a look. And if you find it, then, you know, you're worthy of that. And if not, then maybe maybe next time, you know? Mm -hmm. But absolutely, like, hey, listen, check this out. And that's where symbols kind of train your mind. As, as you walk through life, we kind of just like, we're always doing, right? We're, human, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And we're always doing, doing, doing. But we, we forget to slow down and stop and observe and knowledge is all around us that way <laughs> get him he's, he's such a, a good dog he's, he's a good a dog good dog but um yeah you know to train the mind to to find to find knowledge where others just see a void yeah uh what uh louis i need to move my i need to move my microphone buddy no means no <laughs> The Amer he's always wearing his tuxedo. He's always ready for a degree. He's from Boston. <laughs> I feel I, you know, I want I want to say that I, I hate the term that masonry is going through a distillation process. What do you mean by distillation? So, people have asked that like, is masonry dying? Is masonry floundering? And but it's not, and then some people say no, it's not. It's it's going through a distillation process, mm -hmm. meaning we're refining the membership we have to the most dedicated. But let me put it to you this way: for people who and like to indulge in in drink, would you rather drink a proofed alcohol? Aged in a a barrel over many years to refine it to like I'm having McAllen twelve year. You're drinking Johnny Walker double black. Would you rather have a drink like this, which is much smoother, much more palatable, or if I handed you a hundred and ninety five proof? You know, corn whiskey, moonshine, jet fuel. What would you rather enjoy on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, would you want to say this is better because it's the most pure, but it's not palatable? So masonry can't look at like, yes, we're distilling the people that are the, the, the brothers that are very into it. They're the most dedicated but they're very strict 
and there's no and I'm again I'm not saying that this there isn't beauty in these brothers. There is. They're very eloquent. You know, you see it on TikTok and Facebook or YouTube and all these content creators of younger Masons that are bringing Masonry out into the world. Brother Tyler, um, you know, Harper Crates, Brother Fluff. Um, you know, there's so many of these brothers out there that are spreading truth to what masonry is right but they i think they're the exception to it and then there's the hard liners that are just this is the way it is this is how we do it robotic and there's no there's no beauty into it what well, is the, the beauty's there i think when if we're talking about alcoholic libations I think what do you like you know some some people would choose the latter because they're drinking to get drunk. So the refinement aspect of it it doesn't matter because they're not here for that. And a masonry attracts a lot of brothers that way where they're just here for nefarious reasons or they want to network, they just open up a business. Masonry is the type of organization where it's high in support. So Ultimately, though, they're drinking that, which is the more beautiful drink, the more refined drink of masonry. But they're drinking at such a pace, they're going to get drunk fast in time they serve up, right? As opposed to the brother who's more eloquent and enjoying the drink. The brother who takes his time and builds relationships. So I think... Well, it's kind of where, and I'm sorry to cut yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah. That's why we've, we've usually ended our our podcast on, you know... We hope that your journey journey through masonry is aged in the barrel of life, and we I usually end it that way because I'm 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 alluding to the fact that don't be the instant gratification right. Build person. something. Let it let it age. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey, and be okay with the fact that. This isn't going to be done in your lifetime. No. It's not going to be done in your kid's lifetime. You know, the one of the most beautiful things in masonry is, and you're lucky to have it, one of the most beautiful things in masonry is having multiple generations mm -hmm. of family present in a lodge at the same time. It's beautiful to have, beautiful to have you know, yeah, my grandfathers, both my grandfathers were Masons. It's beautiful to have my great-grandfather and his great-grandfather. But to see multiple generations of the same bloodline... On the level. ...present at the same time experiencing the same Masonry. And I say the same Masonry, meaning Masonry how it is at that time in the world. Right. How masonry is is interacting with the world at that period in time. Meaning in 2023, how masonry is in New York on Long Island in 2023 with everything that's going on in the world. Because masonry was different in 1965, 19, you know, and, and different not only by time, but by region. So it's beautiful to see that because you're now able to build off of your father's experience 
your brother's experience. You know, let's say you have a brother whose father was a Mason. Mm -hmm. Your father is a Mason, but you guys kind of joined Masonry around the same time. Right. But let's say hypothetically, I'm 21 years old. My father is a Mason. We live in the same jurisdiction. We live, you know, and we go to the same lodge. And his father, so my grandfather, is a member of that lodge, and he's still alive. Mm -hmm. What am I now, as a Mason, benefiting from? I'm benefiting from whatever I'm able to learn. I've benefited from what my father has learned since, let's say, hypothetically, he's been a Mason since 1985. Mm -hmm. And what he's learned and how Masonry has interacted the world from 1985 to now. And then his father, who, let's say, he was a Mason since 1965. And he's experienced masonry from 1965 to now. Right. And all that that knowledge trickles down to you to be able to hewn your stone. Everything that they've learned, you're starting so much further down the line yeah. than most people get to. As opposed to starting fresh, an absolute raw stone from the quarry and say, I have to start from scratch. So think of it in these terms. A mason's looked at as a raw stone plucked from the quarry in its raw form, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're given a symbol in masonry, the, the Lewis jewel. So the Lewis, which is a, for lack of a better term, it's a, it's a lifting device. Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a tool that's used to lift large stones and place them into place, Okay. The mason who's in charge of using that tool, the master mason who then uses that tool to help lift those stones and place them into, into their place in the building. When you become a mason, the person lifting that stone is your person who's signing your petition in a way, right? Mm -hmm. They're the one who's taking your stone from the quarry and saying... It's time to take this stone and put it into the building. If you are a legacy type of mason, the mason that's lifting that stone is far more experienced and knows what to look for in the, in the quarry. This stone is already should already have a basis. It should be closer to right. what we're looking for. Now, masons who you know help cultivate new brothers, you know, are very good at what they do, and they can kind of read through the kind of the BS of the world that people kind of put a front on to try Absolutely. to make sure that they don't bring in a brother who's joining for the wrong reasons. But when you have several generations of the same family. They're able to say this stone. I've hewn this stone before we've even started. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of beautiful to see happen in a lodge. And I feel like masonry needs to put a little bit more investment in the fact that the brothers that are joining here don't have that. Mm-hmm. And 
don't have the legacy type of knowledge of masonry, meaning they grew up going to their their father's lodge events, right? You know, and and going to their grandfather's lodge events and have that experience to it. I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect from what is expected of a new member and what is actually our responsibility to show them. I think also too, like even with some of the new members, just um, a little bit unrelated to the legacy part is just to touch back on the original reason why we're having this conversation about is masonry dying or not. I think again, society tells you that you should have instant gratification, right? Now you have minimal effort for a strong reward. And I think the obligation of somebody said saying, hey, listen, I chose to join here. I'm here now, but I'm not really getting out of it what I need. And then they kind of falter and they go out. I think the legacy part is, like you said, you, you have your father, your uncle, your brother, somebody who's joined Masonry prior to that. If you join this organization, you also have to uphold their name. Okay. So that's yeah. a little bit more of a, you're starting, you're starting your journey, but you're still defined by whatever they've done in Masonry. So there's almost, there's, there's some consequence. Right. Existing for those people. Exactly. Like I'm going to let so-and-so so down, so down, whatever. And I can't, mm -hmm. but you know, in this day and age too, I think we're having more of a reawakening as far as consciousness. Back in the day, a lot of a lot of the masons that we define masonry in this current state is brothers who have returned from war or brothers who you know come from that legacy state. So you have you have brothers that join masonry um, for the camaraderie but not so much for spiritual teachings, which the camaraderie is a small portion of masonry, but it's a large portion of the membership, ironically, in this day and age. And we've had those conversations where we've spoken to older brothers and we've said, hey, why did you join? And a lot of them have said, oh, you know, because the camaraderie, you know, and, and the charity. But that's really such a small portion of what masonry is. You could get that in any organization. The symbolism, the the ability to go through life with nobody else but yourself and your own consciousness and the void of your mind. Those are the things that masonry kind of is it's it's always watering. You know, the the symbolism of it, the working tools, the metaphors, understanding that conflict and, and ha not getting your way are also rewarding once you do go through life and you do finally come to a point where there is a win, it's so much more worth it because you understood that, yes, as you were in the quarries hewing the stone and once it's set, like the foundation is the most important part. You mm -hmm. can put a beautiful structure on, you know, a BS foundation that you rushed, but it's ultimately it's going to fall where the foundation is actually the most important part of the whole structure. Yeah. <clears throat> the, um, the corner, the cornerstone is where you make all your measurements from.
that's what a cornerstone's used from. You set the cornerstone and you go, all the measurements for that building are going to come off of this stone. And masonry has, you know, other symbols that, you know, tools that are used, the scarret. Ever talked yeah, to you about the yeah, scarret? Yeah. No, the scarret is like, it's basically a, uh, you know, a mason line, you know, is used to, to lay that line across. Yeah. But I think it's more of a uh, generational type of tool, right? We set the line for masonry at that time. Yeah. Because it's not a level. A level is, it's going to show you true level that it doesn't change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change it's time immemorial. Like it's, it's always going to be level levels, level is level to the earth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change. Right. It's but absolute. a scarret, right. It's a scarret is used to set that line. It still has to be level to the, to the environment. Right. But it, right. To the environment at that time, like it, like, okay, we're going to build, um, six, 12 inches of this wall. And we're going to set the line at 12 inches, but, and that's a generational type of tool. Because the next generation they may, well, they may set this line only six inches above where the level before existed, and that's kind of <laughs> he's just attacking it. <laughs> so the scarab is more of a how how are we setting the line in the current world we're living in now. Hey, you got plum is an absolute. Right. Plum is like it. It has to be plum, mm -hmm. no matter what period of time we're in, because it's plum to the earth. The earth doesn't change, but the scarab could be set six inches from ground, twelve inches from ground, two feet from ground. Right. You still obtain level at that point. You're still measuring that line that you stretch at level and making sure it's straight all the way across. Well, is it could, but could, the difference of height. Yeah, can be different because like it's almost like, <laughs> well, like you said, if you if you're starting a building from scratch, mm -hmm. then the level obviously is absolute because it's from scratch. Well, that's but what the, the uh, that's where the 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 landmarks of masonry, right, right. They set that cornerstone in masonry and said this is where we're starting from, right, and that should not change. But that cornerstone ultimately is you. At that point. Mm -hmm. Now, the scourge is more as like if you're picking up somebody else's work, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Meaning? Like you're finishing off a legacy, if you will. or Because they already started that building. Right. Well, that's why I mean it's like they, a generational they, thing. Exactly. So if, just a, I'm just clarifying. Yeah. So if, if, if someone is setting the tone for masonry at that time, you're building off of that. Right. So think of it as the row of the wall the wall started as a cornerstone meaning masonry in general started as a wall they set the the landmarks of masonry here and we build off of that every generation is another layer on that wall mm -hmm. and we are expected you set that next stone of the next generation that next it's not a cornerstone but it's the first stone of that generation is set and everything comes off of that stone. Yeah, it had to contribute to ultimately right. the whole. You know what's the most important working tool that doesn't get mentioned? The tool belt. <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it should be one, though. If you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. It should be. 
Because, I mean, it it's like to take all your working tools and put them into a position where they're reachable, right? The tool belt ultimately is the brain, if you will. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just reaching. <laughs> no, that, that makes Think sense. Think about it, right? And that's just, but again, that just goes to show how masonry takes the 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 constant search of okay does this mean something else the peeling back of a layer a lot of times we take absolutes and we're just like okay this is what it is but then you experience masonry and say, and you know they'll say oh it's a beehive yeah it's a beehive wait a minute it, there's a industrious nature about it and you know it 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 tells you to to kind of peel back a layer peel back a layer peel back a layer and then also fit it for what it means to you know metaphorically in in your brain so you can see anything in life and metaphorically whether it's a response that somebody gave you and i'm like you know what you really didn't mean that or a tool belt mm -hmm. and just to kind of have fun back and forth with brothers and say hey listen that should be a working tool it peels back a layer it you don't live life so much in a literary fashion you have fun with it and, and you go back to that um, skill back in the day because ultimately as a child what made life so great the imagination we lose that as adults masonry kind of reintroduces that whole spectrum mm -hmm. so let me ask you this what how do you bring masonry into the world is there is there one particular way that you overtly not subconscious so consciously not subconsciously try to bring masonry into the into the world that you that you're experiencing um as far if if you could just kind of clear it up cuz I'm going to give you some wild answer so you got to kind of hold me in okay so <laughs> <laughs> when when you are living mm -hmm. day to day mm -hmm. Let's say I'm walking up a block with a friend mm -hmm. or a coworker. Okay, yeah. We're going yeah. to lunch. Okay, you're going to lunch. Mm -hmm. And you kind of experience something that is maybe there's a wrong mm -hmm. that's being that's being done. Okay. How how do you as a Mason like to, to take how do you how do you then react to that? Well, I think masonry to me doesn't really establish my reaction to that. Mm -hmm. I think moral law and how I hold myself to a certain standard will kind of um, generate what my response would be to that. And you know, masonry kind of does capitalize on that. If you see a wrongdoing and you have, you know, if your ability permits, then you you should do something without putting yourself in a situation where you can't get yourself out of, mm -hmm. putting yourself in harm's way. It is your responsibility, it's your duty to to make a right out of a wrong. But as far as like day-to-day -day life and bringing consciousness out of masonry, it's more like, you know, recognizing symbols on the street. I'll be walking with somebody and I'll say, hey, you see that flower? What do you think that means? Oh, it's just part of the building. Yeah, but somebody consciously put that there. That was a... a it was, intrusive, a it was a decision to say, hey, I'm going to put it there. What do you think that means? So that's that's the way I kind of like maybe bring masonry to light to people who aren't really conscious. Because, again, people just walk through life and unbeknownst to them, masonry is all around them. Or even just God's God's consciousness. If you're walking past a store window, 
oh shit, there's a there's a book open. Just pick pick a paragraph out of the book. You know, things are happening around us. And masonry kind of gives you that consciousness or that awareness of let me look around. You know, let me not just walk through life. Let me stop and absorb what's around me. But as far as wrongdoings and stuff like that, I mean, I think as a police officer, as a firefighter, any type of public servant or somebody of high moral caliber or somebody of responsibility, you're, you're going to write that wrong within due bounds of what your ability permits. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Deep questions. <laughs> I, I tend to over. I'm an overthinker. I'm a habitual overthinker. But that's what I love about masonry. That that's the calming part of it. You know, not only what is absolute and what they tell you certain symbols mean, but also what they could mean. Mm-hmm. You know, if certain certain patterns in walking during ritual, certain. Um, Certain things that are erected in the lodge. Hey, what could this mean? There's got to be a deeper meaning. And, you know, you gave me a shovel. I'm going to keep digging. Yeah. Because it's like you told me, all right, here's a shovel. And dig 10 feet, you're going to find a working tool. Okay. What if there's something a little bit deeper? Mm-hmm. And then you just keep digging and keep digging and keep digging. And that's what life is, you know. You, you go through life and as you mature in your mind, you question all the answers. Until you find something that's more fitting and life makes sense to you. You can't go through life and, all right, this is what it is. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're a robot at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we've become as a society. We're, we're force-fed information and it's just over-information and we move too much with, with the times. And I think it's very rare that you sit back and actually try to process what's going on. Yeah, there's, there's a definite absoluteness to the way that society is right now, where it's like, it's either it's X or Y it's, you know, black or white. It's, you know, whatever, you know, it's, there's, there's right and there's wrong and there's nothing in between. And there's not, there's a lot of things in the world that can be looked at and, and kind of interpreted. That's maybe a little off of the normal. It's this way or that way. And masonry should teach you that, that, there, there is a differing of opinion on certain things, but as long as it's grounded in the generality of what you're being taught, yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah, and even just the, the process of just thinking and not just processing. Like Louis thinking right now, yeah. he's judging you. He's, he's like, judging, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's consciousness. Like what tells you you know, to wake up in the morning besides, you know, you getting rest or whatnot. But, you know, certain things that, like, what teaches a, a a bird to fly? What gives it the confidence of that? These are things that are programmed into you. And I think in masonry, it brings you back to that natural state of man. Of I have to affect this environment. And I have to leave a little bit of me to be remembered. A little bit of legacy. I have to leave it. Whether it's a, a stone structure, whether it's the um, memory that you leave on a person. One of the things I always was taught when I was growing up and that kind of goes hand in hand with masonry is that, listen, you, you, tomorrow's not promised. Memento mori, right? You're going to die. You have a certain amount. Uh, let's say the average person lives to 75 years old. 
75 summers <laughs> 75 mm -hmm. winters 75 birthdays you know you have a small amount of time to make this thing called life worth it you got to fill the bag and leave your legacy we're all forgotten there's there's a few humans on on earth that i mean julius caesar's got a haircut named after him he's that's a legacy <laughs> forget rome he's got oh yeah let me get to caesar but you know all jokes aside to leave a little bit of yourself to the next generation and and continue that that's the beauty of it and you should strive for that every day because you never know when the next opportunity could come do you think that um people worry about being forgotten some and it's it's only it, it's it's ultimate it's going to happen it's going to happen you're going to be remembered in your family for a right. few generations but you're going to be forgotten within within your funeral i've seen it i've gone how many funerals have we gone through for for brothers where you know you come in oh, i'm sorry for your loss all right so hey did you see the yankees you know and ultimately you're forgotten you mm -hmm. you're, you're going to be forgotten but that doesn't take the value of life away it makes you question certain things like hey what 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 is this all, what's the point of all of this you know and you know the average plot is what 200 years that you could buy it's not you can't buy lifetime plots anymore in the cemetery mm -hmm. you're going to be forgotten and it makes that the next question after that is okay so what's the point what's the point in doing good what's the point in just you know i'm just going to do whatever i want to do but then you have faith Right, that's why you can't be atheist to be part of his fraternity. The the everlasting life of the soul. There's something after this. There's, so every everything is a step. It's my this thing, uh, living on Earth as a human. That's one small step in the whole process of the spirit. You don't know where you were before this. You don't know where you're going to be after this. But in this point in time, where I'm conscious of what I have to do. I gotta do it and I gotta do it well. And I also have to live in a way that if this was a movie, it'd be worth watching. Mm -hmm. And we we all fall short at times of our lives, but you know, you just gotta do your best to kind of just understand that I may not understand it, but it doesn't matter. Just do do what you gotta do and somebody <laughs> ultimately like right, Western philosophy, the way we think now, that was started by somebody. The guy who invented the shoelaces, I don't know his name, but his idea was bigger than him. So ultimately his influence continues, mm. you know? So I guess that, that may even be the goal, just to live life in a way that it's bigger than you, the individual. It's a hard thing to do, like as a as a human, to be okay with the fact that you're just, you're only here for a small period of time, you know, and you should only be concerned with what, you're able to do for other people around you and not obsess about I need to be remembered in this way or that way. You know, I need my name on a plaque or whatever it is. You know, so do you think like some of these guys, like the big bankers and the Rockefeller, <laughs> you think the Rockefeller's main driving thing, right? You, <laughs> He's think, killing us. <laughs> you think... <laughs> <laughs> you started talking about the Rockefeller. So, yeah, you got all uh, juiced so up. The Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, the Morgans, all of these these founding fathers of America, American business in the industrial age. 
Do you think that driving factor was I want money or I want to be remembered? Oh, it's definitely I want to be remembered. You think so? It wasn't like the competition of I want to be the next. If they wanted that 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 status mm-hmm. that they become, you know, immortal in a way. Okay. You know, the money was part of it. Like that's how you get there in, in their opinion, you know. But uh, I think that they that was a big part of it. I think that's lacking though in this day and age, wanting to be remembered. I think people are just living life unknown about what, you know, what comes next. And they're just, they're just kind of going through the motions because a lot of time is wasted. A lot of time is just, you know, especially with social media and just sitting down and, you know, oh, I want to, I want to be in my safe place and not understanding that, you know, in an uncomfortable situation, that's where maximum reward happens. I see too many people running from chaos or running from situations that they could thrive from, you know, mm-hmm. just, I don't know if it's not having the confidence. I don't know if it's not wanting to deal with the BS, but it may be even the reason why people don't even go to the gym. Like I've been wanting to go to the gym for a minute, <laughs> but uh, I don't go. And it's not because, you know, I don't have the time. If I, if it was important enough to me, I would make time for it. Like I do everything else, but I know if I went to the gym, I know physically, if I put in the time, the feeling I would get back would be of high reward. Mm-hmm. But maybe I take the easy way out and do the things that I do well effortlessly. Going to work, you know, being a, uh, a provider, um, those things are hard, but it's not hard for me to do because I enjoy them. But now the things that are hard for me to do that may be of maximum reward, I don't necessarily do, even though I know that if I did do them, may feel a little bit better the next day it's just you know it's that consciousness of just going back and forth wrestling around with your thoughts i don't know (laughs) we talking (laughs) i think um i think that um what mason should remember is that it's okay to be just a worker in the quarry yeah and not don't worry about the pomp and circumstance. Don't worry about the the titles, the aprons. Don't, you know, and just... Goes back to the ruffians. Yeah. Being a perfect villain, being a perfect victim. Yeah. You, it's... Wherever you are in life, enjoy that. A lot of times we strive for those things that we want so bad, and we're, we're always worrying about the next step. But the, step, the, the, the current step we're in, previously, that was the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanted that so bad. All right, now we're here. We we don't enjoy it. We're worried about the next step. And in life, you just bit, life is too fast that way. You got to kind of you know take time for gratitude and sit there and you know absorb the hard work and where you're at right now. And and be you have to work for the position you want in the quarry. But ultimately. <laughs> Ultimately, appreciate where you're at because, again, tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So, you know, like you said, you know, if 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 you're just a worker at that point, if you're, your position in the quarry is just to move stone, just do it well. Right. And that doing that will afford you the opportunity to do better things in life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like, yeah, it's just hard for people to right? be, can be, be content in what you, what you have and where you are. Absolutely. And like you said, do it as best as you can. 
at that moment. That's the hardest thing. So I think we'll wrap this one up here. Yeah, that was a good one. And um, may Stay. your cornerstone ever be level, square, and true. And may your journey through Freemasonry be aged in the barrel of life. And always stay of service to your surroundings. <laughs> Continue to thrive. Safe travels. Safe travels. Sip up. <laughs> I speak dog. <laughs>